Ages passed in a world called Spanth. The land was ripped asunder and the ocean turned black in a cataclysm called the Marring. Boros survived, a land of long-lost magic, mythic beasts, and meddling gods. It is here we follow a tale, a tale of heroes, heroes we call... Of Dragon Town. Hello and welcome to the Magic Quest Boys Yay! of Dragon Town, right. an original oh, Dungeons and Dragons adventure, and the only D and D podcast based entirely on this one really good Harry Potter erotic fan fiction I read one time. I am Jamie, your host and game master, and to the video box to my right we have Whiskers, Donatello, Whiskers, Rodri Wilder Swimfins. <laughs> Groban Dornapple. Gallivan of House Aurelis. And that's everybody, as we know. We last left our heroes in the subterranean chapel of the fates, the Candle Keepers. And we left them in quite a state, mid-combat, in fact, with Morrigan the Thrice-Sworn, Arc Extractor Harbinger of the Spire of Violent Destinies. Are you fucking jumping on my recap, dog? What the hell, bro? I forgot the, the recap. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we didn't do last time on MQBD. What we didn't do that at all. I, I moved away from here? my I move away from my intro doc uh, before, and I was like, "Oh, I know what happens now." We dive into the episode. You're That's how excited I am, guys. I'm just so excited. Noah, please hit us with the recap. Last time on MQBD. The gang was mid-combat with Morrigan, the fucking beast of a fighter. She's crushing it. Uh, man, it's a crazy combat. There's all kinds of chandeliers throwing all kinds of glares on us that makes us feel real bad. But listen, here's the key points of what happened, because I know we've been in this combat for quite a bit, but we got a little message in our brains from... Virgil from the previous tower, the Spire of the Whispering Winds. If the thrice-worn candle is ever to go out, submit to the slumber. Through dreams, the sleeper must be awoken. So, basically, a bunch of us are now trying to get that androgynous beauty awakened. That's Elijah. Is this making sense? Kind of here and there. Touch and go. So, you know, Elijah, her son, but now they're an androgynous, dreadlock-haired beauty with beautiful sleeping stubble. And we got to get them awake, says Virgil. But at the same time, Penn wants to see what the hell she's doing in her future. So she is entreating the fates. Meanwhile, Morgan really doesn't want her to entreat the fates because... Morrigan hates the fates. They control everything and they have evil designs, according to Morrigan. So Morrigan wants to stop that from happening. Morrigan wants to save her son. We want to live. We... What is this rant? <laughs> People are shaking their heads. I feel like I'm going to cut it off here. We're done. <laughs> well, Whiskers went down with something pretty big. Oh, yeah. You uh -oh. just went... Full Crobin conspiracy theorist on his It was just wonderful. Uh, Whiskers did get slashed by Morrigan's shadow blade after being burned by a wax flame sandwich. Oh, yeah. 
and he went down to the ground, and things are not looking good for Whiskers. Whiskers invites death upon himself, <laughs> but we, we will save him. Wait, didn't he look Believe behind himself me. before he went down? Best recap ever. Woo! And best <laughs> reference from David ever. That was a combo there. <laughs> nice. Wait, what was the David reference? It was awful. Okay, got it. Great. Um, perfect. <laughs> Sorry, <dude. laughs> That's cool. I'm also, I want you to know that we did a, a one hour and change episode, and it was less than two rounds of combat. Wow. Damn, we're cool. And we rejoined that combat in the subterranean chapel of the fates. Our party is mid-combat with Morrigan the thrice-sworn, arc extractor of the repositories, harbinger of the spire of violent destinies. All the chandeliers are glowing with an eldritch, inverted black light, a negative light that casts an eerie glow, inverting all colors and making everything in black and white. And everybody is looking around with a little more fear in their hearts now that their buddy Whiskers is on the ground. Galavan and Penn are by the altar, trying to light those candles. Crobin is also by the altar. Rondri is prone behind Morrigan. The candle golems are exploded. Pete the Duck is up by the chandelier, attacking still. <laughs> Whacking away. <laughs> And Bartholomew the Black, Morrigan's homunculus familiar goat, is standing in the middle chamber at the top of the stairs next to a vat of hot wax. And I would like to take this time to remind everybody that if you have not used your minor blessing of Rodane, your one get out of danger free card, um, you, can, you can use that whenever you like, whenever you take a hit. Uh, any one hit, it will cancel it out. Jared forgot about that last time. That's okay. That's okay, though. It's okay. We rejoin our crew. Crobin, it is your turn. You are standing at the dais, shaking a young Elijah, a sleep lad. Crobin is shaking Elijah, screaming at him to wake up, screaming at them to wake up, desperate to get inside the mind of the dreamer. And as he takes a deep inhale, he hears Galavan whistle at him. It's pretty dang good, Marcy. Nice. Good whistle. Crobin, like a nervous cat, whips his head towards the direction of the whistle. And I makes a constitution it. saving throw. Oh, <laughs> shit! <laughs> Thought I was going to forget about that, weren't you? Natural one! It's not oh my... Oh, wait, no, wait, I have bless. Does that matter? No, the bless go. is gone. Whiskers not only broke concentration, oh, but now he's unconscious. Really broke concentration. The ultimate break the ultimate, concentration. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. So that's a natural one. Crobin, you are frightened of the imposing figure that is Morrigan off in the distance, and you take two necrotic damage and your maximum HP lowers by the same amount. Oh, shit. What do you do? Same thing. We do every night, Pinky. Try and take over the orb. Um, <laughs> Who are you, me? Groven whips his head around. Nothing has changed. He jerks his head towards the sound of the whistle. He sees the orb just like sort of roll. That's not the sound of it. But it's just like rolling back and forth like in a crevice between two cobbles on the altar. And he 
leaps onto this orb, both hands outstretch, and you do so. Rebound. You do. You clasp both hands over the orb, touching it to the silvery surface, and silver mist <sighs> exudes from it. There is a flash of white light, and everyone in the altar zone, Galvin and Penn, Crobin falls to the ground unconscious. Oh no. Crobin, everything goes white. And with that, Morrigan raises her staff into the air and lets out, lets out a scream. And as she does, the negative lights warble and intensify as the DC raises by one. <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> Pete the Duck, it's your turn. What do Pete you do? Duck, nibbling, He's going to make a con nibbling. save first. <laughs> Natural one. There's Dino. <laughs> Two in a row. You're on a roll, dude. Dang. I'm trying to get him out now. Pete the Duck takes three necrotic damage and is terrified of Morrigan. Okay. And his max HP lowers by the same amount which means Pete the Duck, if I recall, his max HP is now two. That is correct, Johnny. What does he do on his turn? He attacks the rope, holding up the chandelier. With disadvantage, because Morrigan is in his line of sight and he is terrified of her. Three to hit. The chandelier is swinging violently from side to side from Rondry's thunder blast. He tries to bite at it with his bill to no avail. Galavan, it is your turn. Fly up to the altar. Oh, okay. Yeah, he can fly 10 feet towards the altar. Yeah, that's what he does. So it's my turn? Galavan, it is indeed your turn. You are invisible, standing on the dais. Crows all around me. Crows all around you, right above you, just flapping their wings and calling madly. Correct? That is correct. Ooh, that is a 20. A 20 is a success. Which is light has no effect on you this turn. So I want to walk around to the... Um, central in front of the dais and I'll say I had always wondered why my middle name was Kronos but now I think I know and I'll snap my fingers and cast Prestidigitation and light the third and middle candle oh shit so you're 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 on the side of the the altar that's facing her Morgan yeah Yeah. cool 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 are you kidding me dude he's an NLB is he rolling is he rolling a deception check or he is rolling a deception check. Is it nighttime? It is nighttime. Well, then I have advantage. It is? NLB. One of them is a 14. Can you guess what the other one that I rolled is? 14. Natural one. No, it's a natural 20, baby. Oh, that's even better. That's that's, that's much better, I would say, actually. That's That's significantly better. 25. No, 24. 23. Make up your mouth. Very nice. Your invisibility breaks. You appear in view. Does pens also break, or no. is it counted? No, it does no, not. Because I, I okay. cast a spell. Her, she, she has to cast a spell or attack. Very nice. It's not concentration it. breaks when you cast a spell. It's invisibility ends for you, right? Yes. Cool. Yeah. Excellent. You poof, appear in view right as the candle poof, sparks to light, and Morrigan's eyes go wide with fear and lock onto yours. Uh, I almost called you Lamont. I mean, <laughs> it's pretty cool. Uh, to you, the person she thinks is the Kronos. Galavan, she stares at you hard, and the portrait, the border of the gold frame around the portrait begins to glow with a golden light, but nothing else happens. And nothing else and happens. Be like, 
And, and, she, and, and she, treat, she says, treat the fates, Pen, do it. And she says, fool, you know not the procedures. Oh, well, enlighten me then. <laughs> uh, she, a slight smile starts to curl up her face, but she says nothing. Anything else, Galvin? Nope. Whiskers, it is your turn, but you don't need to roll a death saving throw. That's never a good oh, thing. No. You are basically unconscious. You are semi-conscious. You can't move. You can talk only falteringly. Basically, you have the stunned condition, but you are just laying there on the ground, just barely conscious and able to take in uh, what's going on around I you. I kind of like look up and I see the goat on top of the thing he's on. I'm like, fucking goat. Yeah, that's all you can do. But you are you are basically in a, like a semi-comatose state, just barely uh, hanging on to consciousness. It is now Igor's turn. Igor's, uh, Igor, after watching you fall, Whiskers, his, his quirk uh, is, needs to be re-upped. He's, he's, he has a, a personality quirk of being a coward, and you rolled a nat 20 at the beginning, and it made him so he was gonna, you weren't gonna need to roll it every time you wanted him to do something, but watching you fall has broken his courage. So if you want him to put himself into harm's way, you have to roll a check. What would you like him to do? If he gets scared when he sees me go down, I think he's just gonna curl into a ball and start crying. He definitely does. Kick after his butt. Get scared. So he definitely does curl into a ball and start crying. Please roll a con check for him. A constitution saving throw. Uh, 11. Okay. With the new DC, that is a fail. He is frightened of Morrigan, of course. Yeah, This makes, makes sense. sense. He is completely frightened. He curls into a ball and starts crying. Um, Morrigan steps over Whiskers and begins to march over to you, Galavan. I'm gonna do the Jack Nicholson nodding to her. <laughs> <laughs> nice. yeah, Hell yeah, you definitely do. And she she is the picture of fury as she stomps her staff on the ground, marching towards you, swinging the shadow blade in one hand. She says, play the best song <laughs> in the world. Or I'll just so. She goes, when I told you I didn't want to do this, I spoke true. That's why, and she holds the blade up over her face, I'm going to keep you, all of you, alive. I'm going to keep you safe in the dreams with Elijah until I can find a way to awaken them. And I'm sure when I figure that out, I'm sure you'll awaken too, probably. And then she lowers oh. the sword down on you, Galavan. Okay. Give her your best shot. That is a 15 to hit. Doesn't even hit. My really? Mage armor. Mage armor. Oh, snap. Yeah, she brings it down and it, the, the blade boom, is repelled by your magic armor. And she stares at you with great anger blossoming over her face. But that is all she can do. But then the ravens fly over to you. And descend upon you, Galavan. Oh. And hello. they are going to begin pecking at you most violently. What's the pecking order? <laughs> Dang. Crows at the top. I think I said ravens, but they crows, you know that. Uh, that is a 17 to hit. Um, it would hit if I didn't cast shield, which I do. <gasps> Scandal mm -hmm. and outrage. Another attack repelled. The crows try to burst through your magic bubble, but cannot break through. Meanwhile, Pen is at the altar and she is she sees the candles and she goes, 
What am I throwing on Trump clothing? What do I do? He's asleep. Oh, I can't say that. Oh, no. Shnikes. But you see that he's asleep, but his eyes are like rolling back into his head. Oh, creepy. Oh, that's super creepy. Oh, man. If only I knew what that meant. If only he could talk. Oh, gosh. (laughs) You see the the flame of the candles on the altar reflected in the whites of Rogan's eyes. Gosh, this puzzle is just too much for me, little mind. Oh, gosh. I just don't know. Let me roll the. Oh no, a natural one! Shit, I really don't know what to think! Oh, funny boy, baby! Inspiration. I do? Who are you? I'm Buddy Boy Baby, giving inspiration Oh, Buddy Boy Baby! Oh my goodness, thank you, love! Uh, none of that happens, of course, and Pen <laughs> frantically tries to figure out what to do. The goat, meanwhile, Damn it. begins to saunter across the room, uh, it basically makes it to the edge of the um, kind of walking like a little tightrope around the, the wax bat, kind of like very cockily and is just just having a grand old time kind of taunting all of you um, walking across the rim of this bat. And what we're back to the top of the round. He is a jerk. I mean, how dare he? Back to the top of the round. Morrigan takes her lair action, stomps her staff on the ground, and is going to change the middle zone light that Rondri and Pete the Duck and Igor are in. She is going to change it. The negative black light goes away and the putrid yellow light comes into existence. I still don't know if you guys know what that one does. I don't think anyone's failed that one yet. So maybe that's not a great idea for her to do. But she does it regardless. Rondri, it's your turn. Make a wisdom saving throw. Ooh, that's a nat 20. Oh, um, nice. Roll. Big boy. Well done. Yeah, the light uh, big does boys not only have any effect. Here. Any little boys get out. It's big boy time. <laughs> it, it's, it's big boy time. What do you do, Rondre? Um, Can I get over to Whiskers? You are prone, but you can, even with that. You could crawl or you could stand up and make it to Whiskers, either way. Yeah, I'll stand up and I'll make it to Whiskers, and um, I'm going to pull out uh, like a little holographic disc, and this white rose is going to appear in it, and I'm just going to push it into Whiskers, and he's going to heal. Schwing. I knew you'd come for me. Ooh, baby. Oh, Rondri, real quick. Huh? Did you roll that death saving throw with... Or that that uh, that wisdom saving throw with disadvantage because you were within range of the goat. I did not. Um, that's still probably gonna succeed. That's a four fifteen. That is still a success. Carry on. Cure wounds for ten hit points. Thank you. Also, are you still prone? Did you crawl or did you stand? No, up? I got up and I used my movement to get over. Cool. I think I'm good. Okay. At which point, Morrigan stomps her staff on the ground and the light, all the light, intensifies. The DC is raised by one yet again. Jeez. Crobin, there is a flash of white light, and everything has gone white for you, and everything goes ephemeral and surreal. As you open your eyes, and you see you're looking up a most bizarre skyline. You raise yourself up, and you notice that you are in a flower-filled glen, a serene and perfect realm of nature abound. 
Surrounding you are beautiful trees that resemble works of art, impossibly soft, fragrant grass, and crystalline flowers that seem to bloom into impossibly beautiful shapes every minute. Adorable and perfectly cherubic woodland figures, woodland creatures, scamper about. The temperature is perfect. You feel dappled sunlight on your skin, a light breeze, you know, the balmy warmth, uh, the smell of fresh air perfumated with a bouquet of bright aromas that delight your olfactory senses. And above you, what draws your attention, arcing across the sky as if drawn by a paintbrush stroke of a giant, is an immense sparkling rainbow, breathtakingly vivid, suspended along that prismatic sky ribbon like the world's personal celestial body, is a translucent sphere the size of a windmill filled with whirling silver smoke, a perfect duplicate of the crystal orb you touched to reach this world. And beyond that, 200 or feet so or so above, instead of crystal blue sky, you see a lush swath of green, a second parallel upside down plane of pristine nature hangs above you, almost mirroring the area around you. But you can't shake the feeling that the grass up there might be slightly greener. The whole effect is slightly disorienting, but pleasantly surreal. So peaceful and inspiring, in fact, you gain five temporary hit points. That's huge news. You look around not too far off in the distance on the plane of nature hanging 200 or so feet above you, you see a palatial pagoda of white marble stationed atop a shimmering, emotionally moving waterfall that flows in reverse, crashing at the top instead of at the bottom. What do you do? So the orb thing is touching the ground in my plane? No, the orb is floating as if suspended along the beautiful rainbow in the sky, right in between the two planes of nature. I'm gonna look around, all around, and see if I see anyone. You see no one around you, just cherubic woodland creatures and critters for miles to come. A little squirrel comes up to you and it has the most adorable big eyes and little little chunky cheeks. Bink, you want to just give him a little pinch. You want to use your action to give him a little pinch? No. Okay, you don't. <laughs> um, Krobin ignores these cherubic woodland creatures completely and wants to get to that pagoda. You think about moving to the pagoda and you lift up off the ground, flying upwards at a fast but comfortable pace, up into the air, past the rainbow, past the sphere, reversing gravity entirely once you reach the middle, and then coming down on the second plane that was above you and is now right below you. Also, you arrive at the- When Crobin like, is looking around, his hands and stuff, like, they don't look like Crobin hands. Sometimes what do they look they like? Sometimes they're like pasty, middle-aged man hands. And sometimes they're like thick sausage hands of a farmer. And sometimes they're the, uh, you know, delicate uh, hands of a teenage girl. And sometimes they're like a stump on one hand and a, a scarred other hand. And sometimes Pirate they're hook. just like pure white, almost translucent, um, without any fingernails even. And... Um, uh, sort of thin and and um, fragile. Hmm. Yeah. And no matter which form they take, though, your left hand index finger has a black tip. Yes, it does. And you see, you arrive just outside this marble pagoda, and you see the same sleeper 
that was sleeping at the, dia the dais back at the spire, but awake, so much more alive, and even more enchanting in their element. You see, inside this pagoda, they are sitting in a cushioned wicker chair with a dozen animal friends. And as you see them, they, they stand up from the wicker chair and begin to walk around casually and uh, uh, nonchalantly to the vines and is just grabbing fruits off the vines and plucking them and handing them to some of the animal friends. It seems to be regaling them. And you can just hear the tail end of their conversation with these animal friends as they say, so I said, Excuse me, I thought you were a squirrel from the northwesterly forest of splendor, not a chipmunk from the northwesterly fields of majesty. And there is a raucous chittering and chirping that sounds like this is clearly a very funny end to an anecdote. <laughs> you stand outside the pagoda. What do you do? So Robin? the person looks just like the, the body on the altar? It is. It is Elijah Joa. I'll call their name Elijah. They look on your direction, and a very surprised look comes over their face. Hello? Come in, friend. We have we have plenty of fruits and vegetables and no, no, anything no, no, else no, no. you care for. No. no, you need to get up. I, I, I'm standing. <laughs> you need to wake up. <laughs> okay, friend. <laughs> come, come on in. Come, come have a seat. I think, uh, I think you've uh, had a long journey, or something. Oh yeah, where where do you think I came from? I don't know. I presume uh I presume you came from one of the other many corners of this beautiful Bitopia. You got to come stop your mom. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. My uh my mother is not here. I don't know where she is, but she is What is she doing? She's killing my friends. <laughs> that Okay, that does not sound like mother. I'm going to grab him by the face and just like shake him. Hey, 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 what are you doing? Hey, 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 easy, pal. Face. Ah, ah, what are you, ah, what is the meaning of this? Listen, this place, this place is nothing. This place is not real. What are you talking about? Of it's course this place this is real. This dream of yours, this ridiculous, this, this is your dream? You're a little confused, friend. No, you you're should probably not have a seat. in reality. Look around you. You're talking to a bunch of squirrels. <laughs> yes, you're oh, not in reality. I see. They don't have druids back. where you come from. It just must be very confusing for, for you, but we can communicate with animals. I can teach you. Better time to charge. <laughs> and that is your turn, I think. Crobin, Pete the Duck, in the middle zone, needs to make a wisdom saving throw. That's not going to do it, Ace. Oh, no. Oh, no. Ah, the yellow lights effect. Finally, we're here. Pete the Duck must use all his movement to dance in place. And <laughs> makes attack rolls at disadvantage. That's funny. So he is 20 feet in the air. So <laughs> Pete the Duck begins a mid-air beautiful oh, dance. Yeah. Or probably a little clumsy and awkward, knowing Pete the Duck. Well, let me roll an acrobatics check. Nah, that's OK. <laughs> it's clumsy and awkward. I'm pretty. I'm pretty positive. <laughs> uh, but that is his turn because he cannot make any attacks. There is nothing in range. Galavin, it is your turn. I'll whisper as best as I can. Burn the eyeballs. Oregon's eyes go wide as you say that behind you. She goes, "Who's back there?" 
Uh, oh, <laughs> I take it that is how you do it then. Thank you for confirming my suspicion. <sighs> and I'll um, use Blessing of the Lunar Lord um, and Bamf um, to the other side of, like, back. Oh, I probably have to roll the const uh, Constitution, right? You do, yes. Hey, uh, uh, 21. That is a success, my friend. Cool, so I'm not scared. That all makes sense then. It does. I'm very still <laughs> cocky. And I'll bamf uh, behind Whiskers, I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah, you bamf right next to Rondri. Yeah. And I'll cast uh, Sacred Flame on the Crows. They roll a check. Yeah, they dexterity. fail that check. Roll yes. for Radiant Flame damage. Four damage. Several crows are burned through with moonlight and drop out of the sky where you once stood. Anything else? No. I'll just stand there with like a smile on my face. Now that I know, <laughs> I will have to burn those eyeballs then. Whiskers, your, your eyes open fully. You take a big deep breath of air and you see Rondri and a resplendent white rose. The first thing that fills your eyes. And the first thing eyes. that fills Rondri's eye is a blinding white light as when my eyes open, the, my white eye explodes with white light and consumes me. And I start to rise like from the floor uh, and it like brings me to my feet. Um, like something's like pushing me in my feet and is everything's in negative light right now, right? Everything you guys, uh, at Whiskers, you are in the negative light, right. yes. So, so if you could make a constitution saving throw real quick. 17. 17 succeeds. And as I rise, I think in, everything's negative around Whiskers, but Whiskers starts to turn normal colors. And, yes. his, and his hair is completely white and his eye is white and it's like glowing around him. And he slowly floats down to his feet and I am now casting heroism on myself. Nice. And I'm gonna nice. walk over to the goat. No, I'll stand where I am in front of Galavin and, and Rondri, and I'll say, Morgan, I am going to kill your fucking goat now. <laughs> <laughs> Leave Bartholomew alone. Wait, heroism is an action, right? It is, yeah. yes. Cool. Oh. Um, well, it's like an ability I have though, my heroism, so I was just making sure it was an action for me. Actually, you know what I'm going to say now? Because it's a special heroism. I think your special heroism is a bonus action, my friend. Ooh, baby. Then I'm going to walk over to the goat, and I am going to kill him. Okay, so the goat is walking along the rim of the vat of hot wax, but you can run to the, the big vat and run up the stairs and get within melee range of it. Roll that hit with disadvantage. See if you can take this goat. Uh, nine. The goat sees you coming behind it and does like a hop land about face all on the rim, very, very cocky, and sees you coming. Actually, that's how he avoids you. You you swipe and it jumps up into the air and then lands and looks up at you and lets out a Oh my God. Right in your face. That's that goat. fucked up, man. Okay, that's my turn. All right, it is Igor's turn and Igor must roll a wisdom saving throw. With disadvantage. <laughs> Six. Igor is no longer crying and huddled up in a ball. Igor looks up and sees you, Whisker, glowing majestically. And Igor goes, <sighs> and like kind of scrambles to his feet a little bit. And he goes, Master, Master. 
and then his feet start moving and his arms start grooving and Hygar starts doing like a little shuffle step in place and he starts doing a little shuffle off to Buffalo to the left and a little shuffle off to Buffalo to the right. Exactly. And he's like, no, 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 no! As he helplessly dances in place. Oh, the twisted hands of fate. Dancing to their tune. That is Igor's turn. Oh, that's a whole turn? I thought it was just stopping movement. It stops movement, but he has nothing within melee range to attack. Oh, okay. And he's already used his... Uh, he could use his weird insight, actually, if you wanted to. Yeah, he'll do that to... 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 Morgan. Seven. Eighteen. Yeesh. Igor tries to penetrate Morgan's mind, but it, but it's, while dancing, it's very difficult. He's focused uh, on the boogie. Yeah, exactly. He is focused on the... I'm focused on the boogie! <laughs> That's my little Igor. <laughs> Excellent. And now it's Morrigan's turn. Morrigan points over to the altar, uh, to the crows, and then looks over at all of you. He sees you, Rondry, you, Galavan, you, Whiskers, all of you over there. And she is going to... Her eyes... Her, yeah, her eyes grow big with hatred. And... Whiskers. She goes, I want to do this the easy way. I don't want to hurt you. Why are you making me hurt you? And she is going to make an attack at you. Oh, that's going to miss. Um, a firebolt shoots out Whiskers, uh, but goes whooshing past you. Uh, and you kind of whoop, narrowly dodge it as you are on the rim of this vat. And it hits one of the tapestries behind uh, behind you, up against the wall. The tapestry catches fire, and then this like long, 30-foot-long tapestry falls flaming to the ground, creating a fiery hazard, blocking off the yellow zone from the, the middle zone from the entrance zone. Oh, There's fuck. now a fiery tapestry there. Whiskers doesn't even budge. Yeah. Nice. Sick. Uh, Morrigan goes, uh, she goes, ah! I must not let them no, no. And she mutters something to herself, and then she goes over to the altars, and she goes, you, that way! She points to the, the flock of crows, and she goes up to the altar, and she goes to the leftmost candle, and she takes it between her fingers and poofs, puts it out. And then the ravens fly over to you, Galavan, and well, they hello. are going to make an attack on you as they descend on you madly. Are these ravens or crows? These are crows. I keep saying ravens because the stat block is swarm of ravens, but you know they are murderer crows. You know they're going to roll a 13, which does not hit with your mage armor. We all know nope. this. They peck at you, but they can't bust your shield, my friend. At the altar, uh, Pen is trying her best. Meanwhile, Bart the goat, Whiskers. <laughs> Thanks for telling us about Pen. <laughs> I, well, I was like trying to figure out if you guys would hear or know about anything that she was doing, but you oh, would I not. See, I see. The goat is going to try and knock you. I figured he would, little dumb butthole. <laughs> nice, you got him. Uh, that's a 13 to hit. <laughs> Please. I just stare down at him like, you're gonna die, you little shit. Oh, sorry, you know what? This is gonna be, uh, he's gonna make a, it's a shove technically, because he's trying to like knock you in. Mm -hmm. um, so make, with disadvantage, make a athletics or acrobatics check. And you gotta beat a 13. <laughs> Easy. Uh, 19. Yeah. Nice. Oh, man, yeah. He tries to, like, knock you off footing with his little horns as he, like, bucks at you, but you, you move out of the way and he's I, I don't want to move. I just want to stop him again with my, uh, like, a, a palm or something. Yeah, 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 exactly. That is what you do. All right. Morgan stomps her staff. 
and the lighting intensifies by one more. Rondri, Galavan is standing next to you, being attacked by a murder of crows. Whiskers is up, dueling a goat on a vat of hot wax. And Morgan is by the altar, next to Crobin's unconscious body. What do you do? How far away am I from the candles? Uh, 30 feet. I'm going to use my cube, uh, which is like a hat of wizardry, yeah. uh-huh. to try to remember uh, control flames. Uh-huh. Uh, that's going to succeed because it's 17, at least on the roll. Uh, DC 10 arcana check. Um, so nice. I cast control flames, and I jump the flame from one candle to the unlit candle, and Sick. it's lit. That's Morgan cool. lets out a, what? You no! Uh, and it absolutely does that, yeah. Good work. And then I'm going to move um, 25 feet away from Galavan if I can. Oh, I'm sorry. Going. Also, roll a uh, roll a wisdom save for the hazy putrid light. That's a five, so I'm not going to move. You dance in place, but you still manage to pull off the control flames. Yep, that's my turn. Crobin, back to the dream world. Uh, you shake Elijah, and they stare at you, confused. What are you babbling about, man? Do you remember Dahlia? Do you remember Joa? As you say Dahlia's name, you it, it's slow at first, but he's... Dahlia. Dahlia. And he kind of looks away, and he seems completely lost in his thoughts. And then he looks up to you, and he goes... Dahlia. And as he says that, there is another blinding silvery flash. And you are transported away from the palatial pagoda. What? You see, in the spire of violent destinies, running through the halls, a young girl, slightly older than Elijah, befriending a shy, lonely Elijah by sharing her toy nights with them. The two running up the stairs of the spire in between wizards' robes, hitting each other with sticks until one drops to the ground and dies a dramatically uh, grisly death. Ah, you got me, Justice Dahlia! The two of them in the grove, climbing the trees, playing with caterpillars. And then everything flashes. The scene changes. You see the young girl, teenage now, in black black monk robes, coming to a teenage Elijah's room late at night. Elijah's charms, looks, and freckles have magnified tenfold. And they blush at first at seeing her, but opens the door just wide enough for her to slip in furtively. She stands on their bed, then clutches, and then clenches as her body transforms, sprouting black feathers all over, mouth reforming into a beak, arms growing two large black wings. She begins to take flight and fly around the room. They both laugh as she snatches up a pillow and hits hits Elijah with them uh, with the pillow mid-flight. Elijah grabs it and hits her back. She falls from the air, laughing too hard to maintain this new form. She falls atop them on the bed, human again, and they playfully wrestle for a moment, laughing with mischief. Before they stop, they freeze, eyes locked on each other's, nervous, breathing heavily. It is later. Teenage Elijah awakes in their bed, thrashing and screaming. Dahlia reaches over and puts her hand on their exposed back, comforting them and reassuring them with kind words. Elijah tells her of their vaguely familiar dream, that their mother, Morrigan, stood with their back to them, a crow on her shoulder, watching as the world ends around her. Another flash. We are now in the sacrificial grove, but everything is alive with nature and life. The young girl and Elijah are adults now, their faces matured yet still full of the beauty of youth. But the scene is grim. Dahlia's face is pale with fear as words pour from her mouth like vomit. The orb used in the raven's ritual is missing. 
The new monks who have undergone this new ritual are not okay. They are not were-ravens. They have no wings. They cannot transform back. They cannot speak in their own words. They know only to obey and to kill. And Harbinger Morrigan, Elijah's adopted mother, wants more of them. Dahlia tells Elijah of her plan to get her hands on the secret keeper, Pete. She points down to the word carved in the white tree, the same white tree the two have shared innumerable pleasant afternoons under. She thinks this strange code word, this upbunk that Elijah dreamt up, might yield some answers. Once more it is later, Dahlia is being dragged off by druids at Morrigan's behest. She reaches for Elijah, screaming and fighting against them. Elijah reaches back, but is held back by more druids, a tear streaming down their cheek, their mouth open in a silent scream. And then there is a flash and a jolt back, and you are back in the palatial pagoda, and Elijah is staring at you with wide eyes, very confused. Pete the Duck, it's your turn. Uh, wisdom saving throw. It's a 12 wisdom save throw. Pete the Duck continues to dance and yeah. caper in midair. Gallivan, it is your turn. All right. Am I in the yellow zone? I think I am. I was with Ron. You Reed. are in the yellow zone, yes. It's commercial for <laughs> those who don't live in Los Angeles. That's a three. Gallivan, caper and dance in place. Oh, <laughs> this is fun. What is this? This is no, this is no curse. Gallivan, do you have proficiency in performance? I do. You are able to move at half your movement speed while you dance. Oh, delightful. Nice. (laughs) So, yeah, I'll do a little caper over to Morgan. (laughs) My lady, my lady, would you like to to dance with me? You are going to suffer an opportunity attack from the crows. Oh, okay. Um, That's fine. They try to peck at you, but are repelled by your amazing dance moves, probably. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You Um, say what you said. Yeah. Would you like to dance with me? This is so delightful. And I'll cast Sacred Flame on the like crows as like an afterthought. I was like, they succeed this time. Okay, nothing happens. Moonlight bursts out, but nothing happens. Oh, this I time. can't! I can't wait to burn these eyeballs on the candles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can. I'm not even gonna give that a deception check. <laughs> it's so silly, and I don't think she's buying it after you whispered behind you. Oh, so. really? Okay. You did, you did whisper behind you, do the thing on the, ca-, like, you know, like you yeah, did, like, yeah. burn the eyeballs. But then I was trying to play it off like I was trying to get out that she's confirming not to do that. But gotcha. You, you can roll a deception check now. I will say you are still within 30 feet of the goat, so roll it with disadvantage. But I have advantage because it's night, so regular. Bingo. So roll a regular. That is a 19. Okay. All right. We'll she let it fly. Thinks, she still thinks I'm like dancing over to burn some eyeballs. <laughs> well, yes, and this shit. Yeah, sure. Love it. <laughs> Whiskers, you square down on this goat. I raise my sword and I say, any last words, you fucking goat? Twelve. That was with disadvantage? Mm-hmm. Did you roll a wisdom save? I am for the immune to fear. It is not a fear effect. God damn it. Because you are in the yellow light now. I thought I was with the... Sorry. You you are with the goat. The goat's in the yellow, in the middle zone, which is yellow light now. Wisdom? Oh, good. I'm good. 18. Yep, you're good. 
scared me. You said you got, but your sword does come down. Despite the itching urge for you to dance and shake, your sword comes down on the goat. Yeah, my, my leg, my left leg starts to dance a little bit, but I fight it and I kill this fucking thing. Oh, and as I bring it down, my sword lights up with holy light uh, as Rodane blesses my sweet, sweet. Yeah. Bottom. Yes. Oh! 20 damage. Oh! Ooh. 10 of that is radiant. With a positively brilliant explosion of white light, Whiskers, you cleave this thing's head straight off of its body, and its body explodes with white light as there is one final pitiful... And I drop the head into the vat. Yes. And I say, Morgan, your goat is dead, and now you will be too. And I jump down from the top onto the bottom of the... Excellent, you do. Igor, it is your turn. Roll a wisdom save for the yellow light. Uh, yep, 16 is what I rolled. That is a success. So he stops dancing. He stops, He did, yeah, he stops dancing and he looks to you and he goes, Master! Not master, friend. Now go kill Morrigan. Roll a persuasion check, Whiskers. 11. He goes, he runs to you and he wraps his arms around your legs and hugs you as tight as he can. I don't move at all. I just stand there staring, um, but he can hug my legs, yeah. He does. And I, yeah. Actually, I pat, it, I pat the top of his head. Oh, friend. And he looks up at you and, and his eyeball opens and you see the little tears welling up at the bottom of it. Yeah, you are ugly, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it is Morrigan's turn. Morrigan reaches out with one hand, squelches the flame as a free action, and glares down at you, Galavan, and then strides over to you, sword outstretched. Yes, join me. (laughs) And as she comes over to you, she goes, you know what the fates told me? That we mortals were meant to be used, alive or dead. We come from the candle, we go back to the candle. We are all soft wax to be molded, by them as they will. We die and live and die again by their hand. Deep down, we are all just fat for one day to be rendered for a Chandler's purpose. But I do not believe that anymore. It is time to fight fate. And she swings her shadow blade at you. That is a 23 to hit. Oh. Oh, uh, well struck, lady. You have Rodane. Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna use Rodane's blessing. There is a flash nice. of brilliant white light as you swear you see a majestic woman in all white armor, uh, all white plate mail armor, ride on, on a unicorn and strike the blow away. That's my girl. Morgan just looks confused. So cool. This is a dance for many, it seems. Morgan just stares at you with confusion and hatred, and it is the raven's turn. Crows. The crows' turn. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the crows are going to fly over to you, Galavan, and they are going to try and peck at you. Okay. They are not going to succeed. They suck. <laughs> Galavan, you see kind of over Morgan's shoulder the, the little sparks on the one candle that Morgan put out, and the flame reignites. And you see three little flare-ups, green little squelches, like little like 
like <laughs> like little bursts, but like almost like wet somehow, like wet green fire just like <laughs> explodes. First on the left, then in the middle, then in the right. And then something absolutely crazy happens as the portrait uh, about two feet off the ground of these three women, three candle keepers, all the color and lines melt away. They melt down the portrait, down the wall, revealing behind it, impossibly, a nighttime forest landscape, dark, ominous woods, and a path leading through the woods, a barely visible dirt path, and far, far at the far end, just through the woods, you can just barely make out what looks like a cozy cottage with the lights on and some smoke, a curl of smoke raising out of the chimney. Grandmother's house? Pen, uh, kind of shake off the invisibility and raise herself up into the air. And she goes, look who just entreated the fates. <laughs> Bye-bye. And she turns around and gives a little wave. She gives a little wave, turns around and starts running down the forest pathway towards the cottage. And that is where we'll have to call it for today. Oh my gosh. <sighs> Jamie, you dirty, dirty boy. Oof. <laughs> you need a bath. I need you a need. bath? You're dirty. Bath. Boink. Super boink. Guys. Super, super mega boink. That was awesome. That was fucking crazy. Guys, thank you very much for listening. <laughs> we love you all so much. Oh my gosh, it's been a heck of a night here. Lots of stress. <laughs> Lots of crazy tension. It's been great. I've loved it. Um, <laughs> whew, quite a night. Uh, please help us out, guys. Subscribe, rate, review, uh, help our podcast reach more people. We want more people to be listening to this dope story. Really? If you're listening this far, you probably do too. So please help us out. Write a review. We'll give you a shout out. We might name a character in the world after you. How cool would that be? And if you're really something special, you will donate to our Ko-Fi, ko-fi.com slash mqbd. Link in the description or on any of our social media pages. If you want to throw some bones our way to help us pay for these podcasting fees. Throw them bones. Throw them bones. Throw them bones. Guys, we want to thank some special fans today. We want to thank, uh, on Twitter, we want to thank Dice Goblin Radio. I believe it's Micah's... Uh, yeah. Esso's podcast, or Micah maybe on that podcast. Oh, well. cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. Longtime fan Micah Moo. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's big the greatest. Time. Yeah, she's awesome. Um, so give a listen to Dice Goblin Radio. It sounds awesome. I mean, if you're listening to this, it sounds like you're going to love Dice Goblin Radio. So it is. Give it a check a, out. It's, about, it's a D&D podcast, and it's like um, the, the hosts are goblins. <laughs> it's pretty oh, awesome. That's awesome. Oh, <laughs> nice. They're like, like naughty, yeah. naughty little goblins. It's pretty fun. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, and follow up for everybody who wanted to know uh, from two episodes ago. Um, Dr- was Druven? Druv, Druven. Druzen. Druzen. Remember the name, the person we shouted I out on Twitter? figured it out, yeah. Yes, Morrison figured it out. Do you want to reveal the goods? It's not. Uh, we thought it was a goblin or like a dwarf, right? A goblin or, or a dwarf. Yeah, those are the I two. I feel like there's all these Twitter accounts that are linked, and this yeah. one is. That's why I confuse it. It's a beholder. It's a beholder. Yeah. It's a beholder. I would not have seen that one coming. Yeah. 
but that's a cool name You're for me. You're cruising for a bruising, dude. That, you, I mean, no. David made that joke too when we talked about it. <laughs> Ooh, that sucks for you, dude. Yeah, sorry, now. <laughs> yeah, he beat you to it, dude. Made a David joke. Just wanted to follow up on that for all the curious cats out there. Uh, <laughs> um, I know if I were listening to this podcast, I'd want to know. Hold up, uh, yes. Hey, can yeah? Can, will you guys resolve this, please? There were people freaking please. out for like two weeks. <laughs> what is cruising? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, we also want to thank Venturing Stone. Venturing Stone gave us an Instagram shout out, and it says top Spotify. I don't know what that means. That means that. He- we were in his top spot or their top Spotify. <gasps> I believe oh, that we were in vent- we were venturing stones number one. Number one. Uh, number one. Oh, and they're like one. end of the year. Oh, that's so fucking cool. Fuck yeah, venturing yeah. stone. That's awesome. Thank you. That is cool. Um, venturing that means stone so much rules to us. and is also a very very good rock climber. Oh, Ooh. guys, if you like rock climber, check out Venturing Stone. That's, I feel like, <laughs> the best thing we could do to plug him. Yeah, <laughs> check, check him out. He'll plug climb him some up. rocks for you. Yeah, we'll climb plug him up. up. Uh, thank you, Eric Delon, for writing the music. Thank you, Sarah Paul, for editing. Guys, our song is no more. Please write us a version of our song or any song you like. Send it to us. Keep it short. Uh, and we will put it at the end of our episode. We would love to hear what you have in your You might be hearing cauldron. some right now. We don't know. That's true. That's no. true. We don't the know. Uh, we're your future people. It is. Yes. Thank you, Jared. Um, guys, if you want to talk to us, we want to talk to you. Uh, you can talk to us at Magic Quest Boys on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Use our hashtag MQBD. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week to find out the exciting fucking conclusion of this glorious. Don't you shake your head. No. no. <laughs> Don't you shake your head, Jared. That was an excited no. That was like, oh. <laughs> it was like, no, this, no. I'm loving this battle. I hope it goes forever, Actually, baby. I, yeah, I do too. This battle is the rest of our podcast. Get ready. All right, folks. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah.